Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. So we teased it last segment. Four Richmond City schools begin enforcing a new policy. No phones. I actually totally support this. I do not think you need your phone in school. I survived kindergarten through about 10th grade without a phone. Then iPhones came out, and I'll tell you guys, I honestly was very distracted. Playing games, spending hours on Google and Reddit. It was not needed. Um, And I, I actually think that this is a great rule. I support this. Make these kids read a damn book. I had to. Holes changed my life. Catcher in the Rise shaped the person I am. Animal form. 1984. We need these kids to read in school. They don't need to be on their damn phone. And so it just came out today. Four new schools began their enforcement of a new phone policy here in Richmond, Virginia. It is the Dogwood Middle School, River City Middle School, John Marshall High School. That's why they're good at basketball. These kids aren't distracted. And Open High School. So the new policy means that bringing that beginning each day, students will have to lock up their phones in a pouch Um, and they feature magnetized locks and will keep the phones locked away all day until they are unlocked at the school's exits. I don't like this. You don't like this plan. Look, 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 look. I'm a, I, I agree that you should not have your phone out in class. Yeah. And that's already enforced by the teachers. It's this magnetic pouch thing. Oh, is it really enforced? It is enforced. What kind of school did you go to? Midlothian High School. All right. How many? You never did the phone up your sleeve trick no. so they can't see you doing that? You never did the bit where you plugged your headphones and you put them up your hoodie, then down your arm, and then you put your hand against your ear, and nobody could tell you were listening to music. No, I was an upstanding student. Yeah. However, I see no problem with listening to music while doing homework. I've always thought that was a, a, a lame thing to okay. get mad about. But the pouch thing is, is I, while I think that you shouldn't have your phone out, I, I, I think that it's important to have access to for n- n- emergencies and whatnot. I think relying on the teacher for any and all emergency phone contact-wise is just a bad idea. Also, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of issues with schools, and, and there's been a lot of tragedies that um, are, are really upsetting. And yes. my sister's a teacher, and I hate that she has to – you know, go through with this. But when we're talking middle school and high school, the distractions that can be on a cell phone are millions. And I, and I agree. And the thing is that every kid now has a laptop yeah. at school. And that's the same thing. I, I, I spent four years finding new ways to play games on that laptop as yeah. they blocked websites every <clears throat> single day. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's same just thing how it is. For me, they, you know, they would allow you to. You know, go to Incognito, and then from there you could get to all the game, you know, websites, and you're playing Clash of Clans, yeah, of and you're playing all that stuff, right? And, and I, I think it just, I think about my own mom, and if I was in a bad situation at school, and I could not text her, that would suck for her. Well, like, the- she would be terrified the whole time that I couldn't just say, hey, I'm okay. Oh, absolutely. That would, I, and, and, and also, look, kids have their old phones. You get a new phone every three years or so, you bring the old one in. You lock oh, so it up. You're saying the policy's not working so because easy to get there's a hack around. It, you're right. You come in and, and you give them your old phone with an old SIM card. Yeah, and then you and then you just have your other one, and yeah. and and it's gonna just take longer for everyone to get out of class. You're gonna have to have someone there unmagneting and magneting in the mornings and the afternoons. If if someone needs to get picked up early, they're gonna have to go through some workaround. They can't text their mom first. It just seems like it's just so much red tape for something that's gonna effectively do nothing. 
No, to me. No, but what I would say is, hey, if I need to contact my parents, they still have landlines there. They, you know, I used to. I mean, I mean, things are different. I used to go to the nurse to call my mom to complain about a stomach ache, and the next thing I knew, I was getting picked up, and you know, I'm watching Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, but just the, the ability to text is just it. It it makes things happen more quickly. And I, I don't know. Kids are going to find a way to distract themselves. I don't think you should be on your phone so the whole time, obviously. Yeah. But also, hey, like, school sucks. It's boring. It, it's a tough to get through. And being able to check your texts in the hallway between classes is just a good little mental refresh that is also being taken I away. will give you that. I will give you that. But you're also... Then you're zoning out for a little bit. And you then need you, that. Then you get to the next class, and you're all you're doing is thinking about the text messages that Sarah sent I you need with a the zone cute out. eyes. I, that's important to me. I think I think focusing on school for that long at, at like the young age, it's it's tough. You need a zone out. Oh, see, you that's, that's where I think you're wrong. Is that we're we're raising these kids to have the attention span of goldfish now, right? They can't pay attention no, for you 30 just minutes. Sat, you sat through Are you a, kidding me? You sat through an hour and 15-minute class. You can't even class. sit through an hour TV show because your attention span <laughs> no, so messed up. You can sit through up. a two-hour movie. You, you, you go through an hour and 15-minute long class. Yeah. You just want five minutes to open Clash of Clans see, in that, between. See, I that, think that's, that's okay. Wrong. I think the teachers need to step up. Hey, if an hour and 15 minutes is bad, all right, then you know what? Be a cool teacher that plays games every 30 minutes or does something so that you break up the learning environment. So, Because if the kid feels like, oh, this is an hour and 15 minutes of hell, well, then absolutely they're going to want to grab their cell phone. Yeah. But my favorite teachers always made it fun with kind of games and competition and learning something fun. No, and I agree, and that's a good teacher. But the, the reality is that it is an underpaid business that they are scrapping for whoever they can. So your solution is let kids play on their phones. For five minutes between classes. no. It's corrupting their mind. Not I good. I think so. Do you support no, this or not? I did that not? all the time. I, I was a straight-A student, and I was on my phone as much as I could be. Yeah, and then it was a little different when you got to Blacksburg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. The spokesperson for Hopewell City Public Schools said, quote, There was kind of a pattern of students coordinating either fights themselves or just when fights were going to happen... And there's an audience, which kind of is fuel to the fire and gets more kids involved in doing that and feeling the pressure to fight. That piece has kind of been eliminated because the phones are locked away. That's a good point now. Because so many people are into social media and things like that, anytime something's going crazy, they're going to pull out their phone and film it for TikTok and film it for Snapchat, and that leads to more fights and more craziness. If you want to chime in, Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Stubb, who do we have on line one here? We have Robert from Richmond. He wants to weigh in on a... Robert, you're on the fan with AWOD. Hey, AWOD. Um, so my son attends Benedictine uh, College Prep here in Richmond and through public school our whole way through, and Benedictine is only at high school. And they, they are, for the boys' side, there's no... Uh, no cell phones and no laptops, mm-hmm. and they do have a computer lab, old school lab like we had. Uh, but man, it has been so great for my son because he's just not distracted, and he's endowed in and engaged in the classes. The classes are a little bit shorter; they don't do a full block schedule there, so the classes are like forty-five minutes each. They just said the boys just don't have the attention span, so. That type of learning has been fantastic for our family. And we've had, you know, I had a daughter with 
public school and high school, which was great experience too. But the phones are just a big distraction. The teachers cannot, you know, do their job and, and have to monitor, you know, all the kids' usage on the phones and the laptops. Yeah. And man, I think it's a great thing. And I think it, it helps our kids and anything we can do to help these kids while they're in school and the administration, it's just a win-win. And, and I'm glad to see someone finally, uh, you know, other than a private school, you know, coming forward and, and trying to make a change for the better. Yeah, no, and you brought something that I think is really interesting. So no laptops, because you're right. If teachers are up there, you know, lecturing and then somebody's giggling, then they've got to stop the lecture to walk around to check what's on that laptop screen. And then by the time they get back, you know, you've lost half the classroom. Teachers can't be monitoring the students. They need to be teaching. Yes, we and, and it was a big fail for us because of the way they were teaching that at Benedictine. We were, you know, because we were just like, well, how can they, they've had laptops their whole middle school life, you know, and how is this going to translate and how are they going to do it? And they just said this is so much better and you know, the numbers and their education is, is on par with the public schools. And they just said this is a better way to teach because the kids are so distracted by the electronics. So and if, they, if they're looking, they can't be looking at the laptop and listening to the professor. Uh, so it's been great for us. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but, man, I, I, I applaud the uh, public schools, anybody trying to make that. It's a gosh, what a battle they're going to have with the parents and the kids, but, but I applaud them for doing it. I think it's the right thing. Yeah, good call, Robert. I appreciate you chiming in. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. I mean, there is, you know, there is something to how much you can be distracted by your phone. And, you know, I, I think back to when I was in school, and I'm, I'm 31 years old right now, so cell phones were kind of just becoming a thing uh, when I was in school here. Uh, but I always like to take notes with my pencil and i was a mechanical pencil guy and you know we don't joke about this i was a lefty so i'd always get the lead yep, on my hand too but there was something about when i wrote it on my with my hands i memorized it better when i type it on my laptop it disappears quicker and there's something too like so he he his son's not able to have a laptop that's going to make his son be a better writer because a lot of kids nowadays they, they don't even learn cursive and that drove me crazy when learn? I learned that. Okay, okay. Two things. You need to learn cursive to sign your name. One, the writing thing is actually scientifically backed as uh, better for memory. Yeah. So you're, you're right there. And two, cursive, uh, like, sure, we can learn how to sign our name, but I, I don't know. That's all you need. Well, I, here's the it's, thing. It's all stupid. Right, so, That's a whole waste of no, no, a no, lesson. No, no, no. It's not a waste because you just, yes, said, you just said writing it is better for the mind. Is it not? No, writing is. I'm saying cursive. Right, no, but no, cursive, cursive doesn't cursive mean anything. Cursive is just writing, but quicker. No, it's I can, not quicker. Oh, you, you don't think I can write in cursive way better than I can write regular? Legibly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's illegible. Even to no. myself, it would be illegible. Oh, no, it's, I can read I can read my not, own cursive. No, you know it's what? stupid. You Learning were taught cursive, cursive by a stupid person. That's no, what I it wasn't. Is. It's just nothing. It's nothing. Oh, here comes the Gen Zers, <laughs> and they don't support cursive. Yeah, because oh, who cares? Man. Oh, who we don't cares? support cursive. Yeah, I don't. All right. Why don't you eat a Tide Pod and find <laughs> out? Let's go back to the phone lines. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Stubb, who do we got here on line two? We got Coach. Coach, what's up, Coach? What's up, A.Y.? What's up, dude? You want to chime in? Uh, I, yeah, I wanted to chime in. I was just going to say, I got two things. Um, let me play devil's advocate a little bit. And I wanted to say, I think the adults, the teachers and the principals and stuff should lead by example and also turn their phones in. Okay. Um, and also, what about the kids that, uh, that use Apple Pay and stuff to pay for their lunch or whatever they may be getting that day? 
Do I got to go to back to my teacher and get my phone and then go to the lunchroom and then come back and then cut my teacher back my phone? Or what, what do I do? You know what? I don't have an answer. That's that's a good one this because I, Apple Pay wasn't a thing when I yeah, was in school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a it's a whole bunch of red tape over yeah. something that I think could be fixed easier. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this though. Coach makes a good point. If I get called to the principal office and he's sitting there on his phone, I'm gonna be ticked <laughs> off. I'm gonna be ticked off at the principal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Good good call. I appreciate you chiming in. Phone lines are open. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. 833-804-0910. So Stubb wants you to have your cell phones and have an education, and you want your cake in to eat it too. Yes, I do. I, right. I think it's possible. All right. I like that you're you have a strong opinion on it. I did it. Like I, I grew up in a in a world where I had a laptop and a phone all of middle and high school. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, you well, you're working in <laughs> radio, yeah, so you're not doing right. that good, but <laughs> you could be an IT guy making triple what I make. I, I switched uh, degrees for a reason. Yeah. IT made me sad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But believe me, my friends who worked in IT, they all have put a down payment on a house. You know, So I'd there ra- are their perks. I'd rather be happy than have a down payment on <laughs> a house. Good point. All right. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Every game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM with the extended pregame show coming to you live from the Commonwealth Room of the Seagull Center tonight at 615. Phone lines are always open, 833-804-0910, Uh, Stubb, do we have a caller that wanted to chime in real quick? Yeah, we got Dolphin Dave here who oh, had a, a quick Dave. Netflix bit for us. Dolphin Dave, haven't heard from you since the Dolphins got eliminated. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I wanted to tell you this because I, I don't know if you remember the first time we talked. I made the bold statement, which I was wrong. I'll admit it, that they weren't going to lose a, a game in the uh, AFC East. And there was this team called Buffalo. They seemed to have a <laughs> number. They won all the other games. But they... Uh, <laughs> Buffalo, in, and uh, even if they had won that last game against them, which was a very doable win, uh, I still would have pulled them wrong. They still would have, because they got absolutely boat raced when they played in Buffalo. Uh, but so I will, I, I call up when I, I'll call up and call myself out. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's my <laughs> wife. She thinks I'm wrong all the time. Uh, I love that, Dolphin Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, I want to tell you something, and this is not just. It is the backcourt. I have never, will never watch Bachelor or Bachelorette at all. And I understand, <laughs> A-Wide, you're doing it with your girlfriend. Yeah. But here's my daughter, my son-in-law, who's literally stationed overseas in Bahrain with the Navy, my son in California, my son in Charlotte, my daughter-in-law in Charlotte. And I think there's one other person who literally have a Bachelorette or Bachelor fantasy league. <laughs> well, they pick in the beginning who they think is oh. going to go ahead. Now, I don't know if they put money into it. Yeah. But basically, they start from the beginning of who they think is going to be the ultimate person. And I think each one of them gets, I don't know how many bachelorettes there are, but each gets like picks, four picks or whatever. But they literally will watch this on TV together while they're Skyping or doing <laughs> something so they can discuss this entire thing, including a son 
who's six hours behind us but would not miss us unless he's working. I love that. Dolphin David, I love how fantasy is kind of bleeding into television. My friends and I do that with Survivor stuff where we pick people at the oh, beginning. Oh, you did? Wow, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so I might have yep. to give that a try with The Bachelor. I did. Yeah, it'll I did. get you I, into it. Mo. I was more, really into Lexi with the sequin dress. Okay. She was, She was. was. I had to had to cool it a little bit. Yeah, yeah you, gotta, you, yeah. you can't get too sides. <laughs> yeah, so. I know, right. <laughs> My son, I did ask a question, and I know it's a dumb question. I'm old. But the best way I could say this, if they said the last bachelor, and apparently there's a lot of controversy about this one. I always wondered if, you know, you see all these scenes that they actually hook up. And my son told me the last bachelor hooked up three different girls in the last week before he made a pick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little bit juicy there. <laughs> the the yeah. guy last night was so, definitely, uh, there were 32 girls, I think. He made out with like eight of them. And one of them, yeah. he kissed her sister right in front of her. You that, know what? I yeah. might be becoming a fan of this dumb show. <laughs> I really might be. All right, yeah. Dolphin Dave. Good. So you're, not, you're not a fan of the show. You're a fan of the guy who's been able to pull that off. Right, yeah. All right, good call, Dolphin Dave. We got to run here. We got a special Take guest care, with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. We got to get back on track. It is a VCU game day. It's Robbie Robinson. What's going on, Robbie? Wow, I don't, I don't know if I can follow Dolphin Dave. I feel like. <laughs> Maybe taking a break and let's all take a big breath and maybe come back and talk about VCU basketball. That is, that is some big shoes to fill on your airwaves there, AY. Hey, Robbie, let's start, though, by giving a shout-out to VCU Athletics for decades night. I just thought it was incredible. I thought it was the best crowd of the season so far. The Buckets hats were awesome, and the team responded. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, things like that uh, are have been commonplace at VCU in the past, and it was great to get it back there uh, for a Friday night game, I tell you what, you know, Friday night, ESPN, you've got the students as the first game back or their first time to go to a game, get back from break. All those things kind of came together. Uh, plus, like you said, the decade night was sensational. So, yes, very proud of everybody here. And it was awesome to be a part of it. And, and yeah, I mean, now you've just got to kind of validate it and keep it going. And I think hopefully the, the idea would be that the students left here and told their fellow students in the dorms or their apartment or fraternities or whatever, like, man, that was a ton of fun. we got to get back there, and hopefully they come back tonight. Yeah, got to make it a party tonight at the mm-hmm. Stew. And it was next man up with Nozeb Jackson, Joe Bamisil, uh, 29 points. Next man up again tonight with Nozeb Jackson. Yeah, they, I just saw that on the same place that you see it, is that um, Zeb is out tonight. I think he's they're probably giving him, if he can, you know, doesn't go tonight, then he can come back. It'd be a two weeks off, and I would imagine Saturday he'll be good to go for Davidson. But sure, that means Jason Nelson and, again, Joe Bamisil and, to some extent, uh, Fats Billups and even, I guess, you know, look at like a Sean Barristow. I mean, we're, we're pretty deep and we're pretty weaponized, Adam. I mean, I, losing Zeb is tough on a lot of different ways. His leadership I think his ability to defend the perimeter is, is very good. Obviously, he can get to the basket. He provides a three-point threat. So not having him is, is a loss for sure. But that being said, like we've got guys that can step in, and that's exactly what um, Joe did the other night, and that's what we're expecting our guys to do today. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I'm going to give Zeb a lot of credit. He's still being a leader on the bench. Like, I saw him multiple times talk to Jason Nelson, talk to his teammates uh, from the sidelines last game. So still uh, fulfilling his duty as a captain. But, man, Sean Bairstow, so impressive at his height to handle the rock like that. Yeah, he's just skilled. I mean, he's he's a, a guy that's been through the wars. I mean, he's now looking at, oh, how many games has he played? He's like his 130th game, I think, as a collegiate 
So, I mean, that's, that is 124th actually is it? So that's a lot, that's a lot of reps for a guy and he just has a good handle. Like, you know, he's, he's one of those international guys from Australia and you see those a lot when you're watching the Olympics or watching FIBA or whatever international basketball you'd like to be watching. And you see tall guys like Sean able to handle the ball. And we've got that now in him. And it's awesome to watch. He's averaging nine assists over the last two games. He had 12 against Loyola and then came back with a six assist, good looking night against St. Louis. And he provides such a huge dimension for us. And the other thing is too, we're just, Adam, we're not turning the ball over as much as we were at the beginning of the year. Like our, our turnover percentage, which is like the amount of possessions that you're turning over has almost been cut in half in the last seven games. That's enormous. That means you're getting that many more shots. That means your opponent's getting that fewer amount of shots. Those run-out slam dunks are just not as prevalent as they were in the first, I don't know, seven, eight, nine games. And a lot of that has to do with Sean and his ability to hit, hold on to the basketball and not turn it over. Yeah, there's just a calmness with, with him at the yeah. uh, the helm of the offense. Robbie Robinson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Robbie, I want to get your take on this. A few games ago when VCU lost, I asked Seb Jackson, What's the team's identity? He, he didn't have one. He said, we're still developing that. Now it feels like they have developed an identity where they're hard-nosed, a hard-nosed defensive team that can score when they want to. Right? They're, they can score 80 points a game, but they want to hold their opponents now to like 65-70. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, but then again, like, what team doesn't want to do that? I would think, I mean, it, it, I don't think it's that easy of an answer that they're hard-nosed defensively and score when they want. I, I mean, that to me is like, that's the best team in the country. I think for VCU, I think right now their identity has got to be consistency. And I think they're still, they're making steps towards that. They've been consistent the last three games against George Mason, against LaSalle, and then against um, St. Louis on Friday night. And now for me, um, is their identity going to become that deep? Because, you know, defense always, you know, defense goes where you go. You know, that it isn't dependent on shots. It isn't dependent on a lot of different on fouls. I mean, defense is dependent on how much you want to, um, play that on that particular day. And for me, I'm looking for their consistency. We've had three in a row, Adam, three games in a row. We're, last three games, teams are averaging 58 points per game against us. That is elite. That is phenomenal. The question is, can that just become what we expect? Because in years past, we knew that would happen. When you showed up and BC was in uniform, you knew the game was going to be a defensive slugfest. Now my question is, can, is that going to be four games tonight? And then five games once we go uh, on the weekend to Davidson. And, and whether we win or lose those games or not, I think that's a result. But can that defense be there? I think that's what they really want their identity to be. And coaches are bigger for identity. Man, you you want to get a coach to give a good answer, like hold the identity question till the very end of the interview. Like, Coach, <laughs> what's your identity? They love talking about I mean, heck, even Anthony Grant, who I had interviewed for a whole season, and I mean, we know Anthony is a man of very few words, I mean, doggone, Anthony Grant, you ask him about identity, he'd give you a good sentence and a half. And that was a win with Anthony Grant. Coaches love talking about that. And um, I think Coach, Coach Odin would probably tell you that's still a work in progress, and that's where they want to go as, as a team. Robbie, thanks so much for the time, man. I'll see you at the studio tonight. All right. Thanks, Adam. Talk to you soon. Yep. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105.1 FM. So it is Odyssey Richmond's producer night out. Oh, yeah. Tonight, we're letting Stubb and JC from Michael Phillips' show out of the cage. We're letting the monkeys out. First time leaving the office in five months. Yeah, we're going (laughs) to take you guys out to the VCU game. And we got post-game plans. We're going to be headed out to Ram's house. 
I'm excited about that. Certainly, definitely going to get some food after the game. And it's getting me hungry. So I wanted to do an impromptu version of dude food right now on the fan. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude food. Stub Panera facing another lawsuit. Have you heard about this? No, I don't think so. We talked about it before. The controversial charged ah, lemonade. The lemonade that kills you. They have been hit with a third lawsuit over the controversial charged lemonade with initially contained up to 390 milligrams of caffeine in a large 30-ounce serving. The first two lawsuits involved the death of a 21-year-old in 2022 and a 46-year-old in 2023. The third lawsuit has been fired by a 28-year-old woman in Rhode Island who claims... She suffered health issues after consuming the beverage. Now, remind us, what was this story? It was that someone died. Right, the but what were they doing to the lemonade? They were just oh, it, putting just too much so caffeine much in it. Oh, there's just so much caffeine in it. Yeah. Just way too much. Like more than... <laughs> more than like four Red Bulls, basically. Right? I, I, I need to check the math, but that sounds realist and i've had it yeah oh you oh you have oh i have had it yeah and you live to Once tell the twice. tale tell the I, story like i like i drink coffee every day like it gets me a little amped yeah i i was shaking really when i had like i i felt it it i i'd imagine it's similar to what like drugs feel like to some people wow like the, the uppers it was like taking an upper wow so the fda the food and drug administration says that healthy adults could consume up to 400 milligrams a day without side effects well, that's 390 in just yeah. the lemonade. <laughs> so I hope you hadn't had a just, cup of coffee to start your day. The... Right, or any sugar with, with the food you ate. Wow. Uh, so the lawsuit claims that the Panera Charged Lemonade advertises as containing as much caffeine as its dark roast coffee, where in actuality, a coffee only contains 137 milligrams less than the large charged lemonade. Wow. Yeah. So basically, it's two of these coffees put together. But I hey, you, large coffees. You got a big day. You're tired, and that it it is it is a route that you can take to wake yourself up. It is. That's just wild. And man, I will say, I'm not a fan of Panera, but it slaps hard when you're not feeling well. Yeah, it, it, you know, I mean, yeah, it's sick food. It's it, sick it, food. It's, it's hospital food. It kind of is. It, like it is. It, it's it's good. It, it's decent hospital food. It's decent hospital food. It yeah. used to be great. That was the go-to after-church family outing. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know how many times I've been since. It's it's kind of the portions are too small. That's yeah. really what gets me. Do you have anything you wanted to bring up on Dude Food today? Yeah, there's a new like Galaxy Space Oreo. Okay. And if in a, a a certain lucky five winners will get a trip in a space balloon to the outer rim of space. Oh no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll eat the Oreos. I'll turn down. Uh, I will turn down that trip to space. How about like, Wendy's introducing a new breakfast burrito? Okay. You're what's, you're what's, a Wendy's fan. Yeah, I am a Wendy's fan. What do I, you like from Wendy's again? Uh, just a burger. No, but didn't you say you liked like the two oh, for the, four or something? Like oh, that? the four for four. But four that's for not four. that's not real anymore. It's gone. It's the five dollar biggie bag that's six dollars. So th they used to have a thing called the four for four. Yeah. Now they changed to the five dollar biggie bag. But they, but it's six dollars. And it's not that big of a bag. No, no, it, it's four nuggets, a yeah. small fries, a small burger, and a drink. I will say, I do appreciate all of the fast food places getting in on the breakfast game. I always felt it was weird that only McDonald's had decent breakfast, right? 
You know, all these other places like didn't even attempt to do it. It was like, yeah, come here afternoon. You know, but yeah, why not in the morning? Um, but, you know, Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts were yeah. taken off of that. So Wendy's introduced their new breakfast burrito. Features uh, eggs, seasoned potatoes, cheese, applewood bacon, Swiss cheese sauce. That's interesting. American cheese plus Swiss cheese sauce, um, packed with two packets of Cholula, and it's three ninety nine. Seven hundred and twenty calories, though. Oof, it's a lot, though. That's a good amount of calories. Like if you if you need to get full. Yeah, I will say I do I do really like um, potatoes on anything breakfast. Oh, dude, the, the spicy potato soft taco at Taco Bell, really best menu item. Really, it's potatoes. It's, when it's, I go to no McDonald's and I get a breakfast sandwich, I open up the breakfast sandwich and put a hash brown on top, so that I have a and little potato in there. That rocks. Yeah. I, I, I got to give you credit for that. Yeah, that's a that, good. That's a good. That's a good hunger hack. Yeah. That's a hunger. You know what? That should be a segment on the show. The that's, hunger I, hack. That's a that's a Burger King commercial. Oh, I think really? That that's from. I don't know. I've been that. watching a lot of. Do you have any hunger hacks at your crib right now? What is the one thing that you're embarrassed to say that you've been eating a lot of? I'd probably just eat too much frozen chicken tenders. Really? Yeah. Oh, like just do you microwave them or do you? No, oven no, no. Cook I, them? I toast oven them. Yeah. But like, I'll, I'll put them on. I'll put it between two pieces of toast. I'll put really? it on rice, or I'll just kind of have them with ranch. I like it, that. It makes a lot of. I big thing new for me. Normally, I'll go home and I'll make a ham and cheese. Okay. You know, that, that'll be my lunch. been toasting it. It's a whole new level. Yes. You wait, throw it in the toaster you oven. You are growing up, it's man. It's great. It adds so oh, much. It's, it's so beautiful it's, it's to see. It's life-changing right you know, there. Your kids go through <laughs> adolescence and all this. That was beautiful. I'm ashamed about how many bags of popcorn I've been going through. Ooh. And I have an idea. All right? It's a mm -hmm. hunger hack now. Hunger hack. I want to develop, all right... Uh, what is it? Orville Redenbacher. You know, pop them till you stop them all. There's all these different bags of popcorn, right? Okay. All right. That you know, I think Orville's probably the best, but mm. there's like 7-Eleven brand. Sure. There's all these different brands. Costco brand. You know, uh, there's you know movie theater branded popcorn. All right. I think those bags are way too big for one they, person. Yeah, they kind right? of are. You, you put them in the microwave. You press popcorn, or you do it. You know, two minutes, thirty seconds. That's what I do. It all pops, and then you go through like half the bag, and you're stuffed, and you feel like a fat ass. I want to create. Personal bags, all right, yeah. like a personal pan pizza, right. personal pan popcorn, PPP, that's the same kind of thing, because I think microwaved popcorn is the best. I, I, I've tried I agree. The, I, the white cheddar or the, you know, sun pop, all that. That stuff's good, but the heated popcorn, when it's really hot, I think tastes its best, but the bag is too big, so I want to do personal pan popcorn. I wonder if the size is a logistics thing. Like you know what? Like maybe because if you maybe have if too, too small, too you're little, gonna over pop it. You're gonna over pop it. And only half perfect. of them will pop. I have, I, I, that might I, be the situation. I've here. had it where you you open the popcorn bag and you got like a hundred kernels, or you open the popcorn bag and it smells like smoke. And, and maybe that's it. a bigger issue with less. So yeah. you're really gonna need to get the scientists on this I one. I just, but I really because I really believe. That's one of the best snacks out there, hot popcorn. No, I, I get you. When you're it, watching it, a movie, skinny pop is not an skinny equivalent. Pop's That's not a different it, thing. That's a different right? thing. No, I'm not. I'm not eating it to stay skinny. I'm eating it because no, it tastes popcorn. good. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you do the, do the the shaker the shaker flavors? No. Do you get those? No. 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 no the only much. thing that I'll do is sometimes put a stick of butter, like a, a quarter stick of butter, in the microwave, and then pour a little butter on okay. top. Yeah, that's fair. I like also, the shaker. I like I the shaker. I feel fat like just explaining that I'm <laughs> putting more butter on my already well, buttered. They're not, no, they're not buttered. No, they're, they're not buttered. All, they and are salted. buttered. Oh, okay. They're definitely buttered. I, I read, I got the one you that said, okay, it good, said good. double buttered. Okay. But it was too big. I want personal pan popcorn. PPP. Well, that's what you get a girlfriend for. 
Yeah, she, she right. eats half the popcorn. Saying she eats uh, half the popcorn. Out. You know what? I'm on to something. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're next. <laughs> You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. If you're supporting the show, spread the word. Send the podcast or the Odyssey app to a friend or relative. Tell them to check out AWOD Radio Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Phone lines are always open on the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Or you can tweet us at AWOD Radio. Sean called in during the break. I actually met Sean at the VCU game last week. So so cool the amount of support that I, I get from the listeners out here in Richmond. So I met Sean at the VCU game uh, last week. Member of the AWOD Army. Wanted to tell me that he's supporting the show. And then he called in and said, uh, Stub, we should try shredded Parmesan cheese on popcorn. That makes sense. That's decent. I, I, I buy into that. You know, I've have you ever heard of like um, chocolate on popcorn? I've heard of that. Yeah, like the, the, there's like the artisan popcorn that they make some places uh, that are like different flavors and are really high quality. Yeah, I've how had you, that once. How do you think cheddar would be on a popcorn? Because cheddar's my favorite cheese, but I just don't think it would mix right. <laughs> and now I will say, white cheddar popcorn is like. The smart pop, that's really good. Yeah, I, I, I that's feel like cheddar. I think you could go just about any cheese. Really, it, it'd be something. I wouldn't pick cheddar. Yeah, but I, I don't think it, anything could really go too wrong there. But you, he's right on shredded parmesan is good I on buy, everything. I, I, buy that. I put that on broccoli the other day. It was so yeah. silly. Oh god, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, what other dude food news did we oh, want to bring up quick, that we forgot about? Uh, if you have the Chick Fil A app, there's a local Chick Fil A that you can go to and you can get a free chicken sandwich just if you show them you have the app downloaded. Really? So I, I, I did not. I should have done more research into that. You might have to look into it yourself. Check Is it the, the location. one? Oh, yeah, I'm hoping it's the one on Broad Street. Might be able to hit it on the way home. Yeah, today. that'd be nice. Right? Gonna get a free Chicky Sammy. Yeah. Uh, but look into it as that is that is only this week. I wonder if if I get it for free, can I still get? Bacon and pepper jack cheese. That's a good question. Right? Or are they, they only going like to give the me the original? Sandwich. Yeah, probably that is the just deluxe. Original. But that, I think you just have to download the app and show the app, right? Yes, that was that is what I've been told from my sources at NBC. Yeah, I saw from <laughs> sources at NBC, too. NBC, maybe we need to bring them in for dude food. We should. We should talk. All right. It's time to head out on the fast break with AWOD on the fan. Let's go. Let's play some basketball here. We're going on the fast break with AWOD. From buzzer-beating shots to the best highlight plays from around the league, every clutch moment. Stroking it from three. The all-stars of the league. We're out in transition. It's a breakaway. It's gone at the buzzer. It's the fast break and AWOD talking all things NBA. All right, we need some help today on the fast break with AWOD as we had Joel Embiid go off for 60, Carl Anthony Town 62. I know this guy can score 100. It's Justin Fensterman on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, Fensty? Hey, AWOD, what's going on? Just call me the Wilt Chamberlain of your guests. <laughs> How you doing? I- I'm doing good, man. So what was the most impressive thing last night to you in the NBA? Was it Embiid? Was it Carl Anthony Towns, the T-Wolves blowing that lead? Or Kevin Durant's game winner? I mean, you got to give Kevin Durant credit. Back-to-back 40-plus point games for him, which is incredible what he could do two nights in a row. But how about Carl Anthony Towns? Give us and take it away because he lost the Minnesota Timberwolves that game. That was all on him. I even put this out on X, the artist formerly known as Twitter, last night during the game. Three minutes left in the first half. Hornets points 53. Carl Anthony Towns points 41. 
Towns versus the world. But then he started committing careless turnovers, and the Timberwolves deserved to lose that game. He got benched in the fourth day one. <laughs> yeah, it really was disappointing. And, you know, after the game, the coach and Anthony Edwards both said the same thing. They lost focus. It became the cat show, and uh, they just completely lost focus mentally in the game and gave up that big 18-point lead. We did have a trade, the Miami Heat. Heat culture acquiring Terry Rozier for Kyle Lowry in a pick. Rozier feels like a perfect guy for Heat culture. Yeah, and I think he'd be actually a perfect guy for the Wizards at this point as well. He'll bail out Jordan Poole a bunch, <laughs> but we'll save that for another conversation. It's an excellent trade for Miami. It's so great, Awan, seeing what a first-round draft pick in the NBA really gets it. Because Terry Rozier, which, by the way, I think the Hornets with their health issues, not like they're really going anywhere. They could still use him. Terry Rozier for Kyle Lowry, you're not getting that much of a downgrade defensively. Offensively, though, through the moon. Now this gives you offensive insurance in case Jimmy Butler goes down again or Tyler Hero goes down. He'd have been a little bit banged up throughout the year, so this gives them a little bit more offense, and their shooting percentage is nothing to write home about. So Terry Rozier, one of the things he's good at is he understands that if his threes aren't falling, he has no problem Faking like he's going to take the three, get the space from the defender that's facing him, and then take two giant steps inside, make a little floater, and that was his specialty. And you saw that happen last night when his threes weren't falling. Justin Fensterman on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline to go around the NBA with us here on the Fast Break with AWOD. Follow Justin on social media, at Fensty Sports. And uh, Fensty, you know you can lock it in, mark it down with the Sharpie every year. By the middle of February, the Lakers will have made a trade to give LeBron a shot at a title. I'm guessing that they want to go after Trey Young or DeJounte Murray. Zach Levine seems like the perfect fit. I don't know if they're going to be able to get him. What do you think happens with the Lakers? I actually do think Zach Levine, because if you've seen what Zach Levine's done on the Bulls, he's held down everybody else. And when Zach Levine is out of the lineup, you're seeing Kobe White flourish. You're seeing Vucevic play better, even DeMar DeRozan, too, with more volume. So I think he is the odd man out. So I can see the Bulls making that trade to the Lakers. Does that make the Lakers an immediate title contender? I don't think so. But at the same time, kind of what the Heat just did bolsters their offense. So you can see that. DeJounte Murray as well. Again, I don't know why Atlanta, maybe Atlanta thinks that Trey Young and Murray are just too similar to each other. I think they've made it work kind of like Ball and Rozier did in Charlotte. So to me, I don't know why Atlanta would want to break it up. But at the same time, their defense has been awful pretty much everywhere, too. So I could see them thinking, well, we're not going many places. We're not going to contend with this squad. So like you said, Levine and Murray are two players that I think are going to be out there. I thought maybe they would have a chance at Pascal Siakam. I thought he would actually fit in the front court with Anthony Davis. But then Pascal Siakam got traded to Indiana. Yeah, no, you're right about the Hawks. They're 18-25. and 25. It's so weird because it feels like they just paired DeJounte Murray and Trey Young together a few years ago. They did it on purpose, and now they'll probably be moving on from one of them. I thought it was very telling the other night when Murray hit the game winner. He didn't even look to pass it to Trey Young. It feels like the two are just not getting along, and really they're completely different uh, style of playmakers. Um, so I expect one of those guys to be traded. You mentioned Siakam goes to Indiana. Halliburton out for the next three games, then he'll get back healthy. Is that a big enough big three? to compete in the Eastern Conference with Halliburton, Miles Turner, and Pascal Siakam. 
No, I don't think it is, Awad. As much as I like Pascal Siakam, one of the things that we've seen from him, even when he was on Toronto, who doesn't play any defense. This Indiana Pacers team is great, and they added another great shooter as well, great scorer in Siakam. But this team essentially has to shoot 50% from the field, which they're averaging, by the way. They're top in the league. But they have to shoot 50% from the field if they're going to win games. And that's bad because they don't play a lick of defense at all, and that's a big problem. So while I applaud them for getting Siakam in general, it still really doesn't plug them their front court defensively at all. Miles Turner doesn't defend. Obi Toppin is allergic to defense. Really, you mentioned Halliburton being out another few games now. He's really, if you think about it, one of their best, their best defender now, especially with Bruce Brown gone. So they've got a big defense problem, and that's going to bite them in the rear end with whoever they have to face in the first round. Fancy, are you with me that this is going to be a really interesting second half of the season in the NBA, especially in the Western Conference with the top two seeds being Minnesota in Oklahoma City, if they're going up against Golden State or the Lakers in the first round, I think most people are going to side with experience over the young teams uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, and that's when you have to think what's the health of this Lakers team going to be. We saw the Lakers do a bunch of deadline moves last season, and it transformed them defensively coming out of the All-Star break, and it was great. No wonder why they were able to beat Memphis, but now you look at this Thunder team. First of all, Minnesota Timberwolves, you can if you have a dominant center, you can get through their twin towers of Townsend Gobert, but at the same time they play very good defense, and also Oklahoma City Thunder have very nice depth to them as well. So I just wonder if a team like the Lakers or even the Suns will be able to keep up with them because Oklahoma City runs a very fast-paced offense, and they have a lot of youth, a lot of talent, and a bunch of floor stretchers as well. So that is a problem defensively, especially for a veteran team, for the most part, with two vets as your lead, like the Lakers. But, hey, I'd grab my smart food white cheddar popcorn and watch OKC Los Angeles Lakers in a seven-game series any day of the week. Get me the 1,200-calorie bag, A1. <laughs> I love that. That's Justin Fensterman. Fensterman, give him a follow on X at Fensty Sportsman. And when can they check you out on SiriusXM? I will be on, actually, post-conference championships for the NFL side of it. I'll be on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. That's SiriusXM Channel 87. Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time for a few hours just talking about all things. Get you ready for the Super Bowl. Awesome, man. Good stuff as always. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Awad. Yep, you're listening to Awad Radio on the fan. It is a VCU game day. The Hokies men's basketball team are in action as well. We'll go around all the college hoops in the state of Virginia with University Drive coming up next.